The title of what I want to share with you this morning is Breaking the Habit, the, the, the Comparison Habit. Let me say that again. Breaking the Comparison Habit. And I believe that this can be a blessing to you and can bring liberty through the sharing of God's Word briefly concerning this. And Lord, I just thank you for the anointing that will flow as I share what I believe you've laid on my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. You can turn so long to John chapter 21. We'll get there in a few moments' time. And I want to begin under this topic of breaking the comparison habit. I want to begin by asking you a question. Here's the question. Think about it carefully. The question is, do you find that fairly regularly you compare your life to the lives of others? You compare your situation to the lives of others. In the first service when I mentioned this, I had one lady in the third row say, no, she doesn't do that. <laughs> and... Uh, but I believe that it is something relevant. And I believe that this is something that we actually all deal with. Comparing, comparing, comparing. Maybe you compare your job to others. Perhaps you compare your standard of living to others. Your marriage to others. Your children to other families' children and how they're doing in school and how your kids are doing. And Perhaps you compare your health to others. You compare your happiness to theirs. And I think it's fair to say this is something that all of us deal with. And you know what? In a world of social media, it's even increasingly difficult because we're constantly bombarded with images of how other people are living. Where did they go? You know, where did they eat? What did their steak on their plate look like? <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you do get some of those people that they just think they have to share absolutely everything. And please, to those people, stop it. Okay, just stop it. All right. All right let me not go there. I've got a little joke around that, but I'm not going to go there now. John, stay focused. Stay focused. All right. And you know what? Mostly it's the highlights are being, that are being shared. It's, it's the good moments, it's the exciting things, it's the parties that are being shared, it's the, it's the view from your next seven days of, location, of vacation that's being shared, and, and so, so much so, it is, a, it is a tough thing. Now, in John chapter 21, we find an interesting story of this comparison problem, and I want to tell you, it is a problem. It can steal from your life. If you are constantly comparing yourself. And the context before we read the scripture is the following. That this was shortly after Jesus' resurrection. Jesus had now appeared alive and risen on a few occasions to his disciples. And on one such occasion, Jesus indicated to Peter how Peter would die. Apparently by crucifixion. And then Peter asked, well, what about John? What will happen if I'm going to die? What's going to happen with John? And Jesus just brushed aside that comment of Peter and said, what is that to you? You follow me. 
My goodness. Have a look at the scripture. It's on your screen. John 21, verse 18 to 22, reading from the NIV version. And this is Jesus now speaking to Peter. And Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. How many of you would like such an encouraging prophetic word over your life? <laughs> Jesus said, Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. And then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that's going to betray you? So this was John. And so... When Peter saw him, saw John, he asked, Lord, what about him? And Jesus answered and said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. The same verse in the New King James Version, verse 22, Jesus said to him, what is that to you? You follow me. Won't you say that with me? What is that to you? You follow me. How would you feel if Jesus spoke those words to you? What is that to you? You follow me. <laughs> That's quite something. So Jesus, he was basically, in modern language, saying to Peter, it's none of your business, you follow me. How's that? <laughs> and I think it's fair to say that Jesus' words were somewhat blunt. But you know what? Maybe that's exactly what Peter needed, just to bluntly be told. Sometimes I find in my own life, uh, people will say different things to me and, and you know, in poetic language, and I, what are they actually saying? And then a, a good friend of mine will come to me and say, hey, John, you need to do this. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't thought of that because they're just saying it straight. And so maybe this was exactly what Peter needed to hear. And I'd like to submit to you that it could be that for many of us here today, these are the very words that you need to hear from Jesus today. What is it to you? You follow me. God can speak to you through those words. Because let me tell you, I believe that these words can be incredibly liberating. Because they can bring about a freedom and a liberation from the bondage of constant comparison. There is a bondage to this thing where you constantly compare your life with that one. You compare your life with this friend, with that friend, with this person at work, with this family member, and there's this constant comparison. I want to tell you it is oppressive. It is a bondage, and there's something that can hinder in your walk with the Lord, and God wants you to be free from that, from that bondage of constant comparison. Let me tell you what Pastor John Piper says. How many of you heard of Pastor John Piper? Any of you? A couple of hands going up. He's a well-known teacher and theologian. Lovely man of God. I like his material. He says this. He says, sometimes when I scan the adverts in Christianity today, all 10,000 of them, I get discouraged. Not as much as I used to 25 years ago, 
But still, I find this avalanche of ministry suggestions oppressing. Book after book, conference after conference, DVD after DVD, telling me how to succeed in ministry. And all of them quietly delivering, delivering the message that I am not making it. Worship could be better. Preaching could be better. Evangelism could be better. Pastoral care could be better. Youth ministry could be better. Missions could be better. Here is what works. Buy this. Go here. Go there. Do it this way. And adding to this burden is that some of these books and conferences are my own, says John Piper. <laughs> so I was refreshed, he says, by the blunt words to me and to you with Jesus saying, what is that to you? You follow me. Wow. <laughs> and so let's face it. Peter had received quite a hard word. Jesus indicating to him that the way in which you will die will be painful. What is Peter's reaction? He immediately reacts by comparing his life to John's life. And he says, well, what about John? <laughs> if, I, if I'm going to go through this, what about John? Maybe that could be a title for this message this morning. What about John? What about John? But I thought, given my name, I wouldn't like to call that the message. <laughs> What about John? And so Peter is saying, if I have to suffer, will he also have to suffer? If my ministry is going to end like that, will John's ministry end like that? Or if I don't get to live a long life, will John get to live a long life? And you know what, folks? The fact is that our human nature is wired this way. The human nature is wired to compare, 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 compare. But I have good news for you this morning. Because you are in Christ, and whoever is in Christ is a new creation. All things have passed away. And so by Christ in you, you have this wonderful strength and grace to be able to put off comparison and to be able to put on love. Come on. You can put on love through the power of Jesus Christ and his life within you. And I really actually believe it is only through the power of Jesus Christ in your life that you can get victory in this area where you start to take your eyes off what everybody else is doing around you and you start to focus on Jesus. And so our new nature in Christ enables us to put off comparison and to put on love. Listen to this statement. It's on your screen. To love is to stop comparing. Isn't that beautiful? Please say that with me. To love is to stop comparing. And so if you really love your husband, you will stop comparing him to that husband and the other husband and the other husbands that you know of. Any husband say amen. <laughs> if you really love your wife, you will stop comparing her to that other wife who seems like superwoman. <laughs> you will stop comparing because to love is to stop comparing. I want to tell you, this brings freedom. And so this is the words that Jesus said. He said, what is that to you? You follow me. And I want to say, what is it to you? If their life group is growing faster than your life group is growing. What does it matter? You follow me. 
What does it matter if they have the latest iPhone and you don't have the latest iPhone? Who cares in any case? You follow God. You keep your eyes on the Lord. What does it matter if they can speak so well in front of other people and speak without notes? What is that to you? You follow me, the Lord says. What does it matter if life seems easier for them, their life seems easier than yours? You know what the Bible says? You follow me. Or what does it matter if your friend read 50 books last year and you couldn't even finish that one little skinny book? What does it matter? You follow me, the Lord says. Uh, some of you like that one. Yeah, I don't have to read anymore. No, that's not quite what we're saying. But realize this. Folks, I want to tell you that Jesus has called you to run your own race. Run the race that is set before you. Keeping your eyes on Jesus. Not on what about John. Not on what about this one. Not on what about that one. Keeping your eyes on Jesus. Praise the Lord that we can focus on this. And so I want to make it loud and clear. Jesus calls you to run your own race. Your race is different from anybody else's. That's why the comparison thing is discouraging. And I want to say that we can enjoy the freedom and the liberty that comes from focusing on my own path, my own race that God has put before me. And you know, the wonderful thing is that, listen to this, God has given you grace to run that race of yours. With your unique giftings and abilities and talents that he's put inside of you, God's put exactly what you need. The full package is there. And when you operate in who God has called you to be without your eyes on this one, like a chameleon and so on, you know what to do? You know what happens? Is that you operate in the grace of God upon your life, and therein lies a life of freedom. Therein lies a life of fulfillment. So I want to say to you, church, run your own race. Keep looking unto Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Now, I want to pray a prayer for people who you know that this is a, a struggle for you. And I want to pray a prayer that we will break free from the comparison habit. And in a moment's time, I'm just going to ask you to stand where you are, and we're going to pray a prayer over everyone that's standing. Now, listen to me. Don't compare yourself to who else is going to stand. What is that to you? You follow me. So if you need to stand, stand right now, unashamedly, stand right now. And you are standing because we're praying to break free from the comparison habit. Father, I thank you for everyone that is responding to this. Firstly, we want to say, Lord, sorry for allowing the whole thing of comparison in our hearts where we constantly comparing ourselves. Lord, it's oppressive. It's yucky. It's not nice. And so we say, sorry, Lord. We realize that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We realize that your plan for us is wonderful. And today we declare that we take up the sword of the Spirit and we cut off of us this comparison thing that is holding us back. Right now, with the authority of Jesus and with the sword of the Spirit, we cut off that comparison trap that has held us back in so many ways. And Lord, we purpose in our hearts that we will run the race that is set before us. 
And right now, Lord, maybe you just want to raise your hands. Lord, we receive the grace to run our own race. Thank you that there is grace. Thank you that we can be the best that we can be according to who you've called us to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated.